What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashton Horner, and I have a really special, inspiring guest today. I met Tank down in Florida uh, this past April 2022, and Tank is the human that inspired me to get back on stage again and start my journey where I am at. Tank weighed over 350 pounds, uh, and he is now getting ready to get uh, on stage in about 16, 17 weeks. Uh, so I'm excited to bring him on. If you guys absolutely love this show, um, make sure you share it on your social media networks. Um, make sure you give Tank a follow on his uh, social media outlets to really just support him, encourage him, and to watch his incredible journey as he not only changes his life, but he changes the lives around him, including mine. So uh, it is my honor to bring on Mr. Tank Mosley. And when I got into the Marine Corps, I was pretty lean, but according to Marine Corps standards, I was overweight because of me being five nine. Mm-hmm. So they put me on as a diet recruit and fed me about half ration. So when I graduated, uh, I was like 176 pounds. And oh my goodness! Just a bag of bones. Um, my mom actually walked by me the night of our family night because she didn't even recognize me. I was so skinny. Mm. Um, but through the Marine Corps. I did the fad diets when I needed to and could never keep it off. And now adjusting and adapting to the lifestyle and just really uh, adopting the lifestyle. Now it's just so, so easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I crave my meals that I'm on. I eat more now than I ever ate before, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, six meals a day and it's very regiment. And I crave the meals that I have. And uh, it's just to the point where, now it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to stop you for just a second. It sounds like you have a history of of this yo-yo dieting of of you know it was something that you've always struggled with, and you would make these changes in your life, uh, probably pretty crazy changes, and then you know you you would see you would see results pretty quickly. But is it seems like that you just went, you know, throughout the course of your life, you're just really struggled with um, with losing and then putting it back on. Um, what do you, what changed for you this time? Because, you know, I, I want to, the first thing that I really noticed about you is, is your ability to move with the dogs, to move with the canines. And those of you who are listening, decoying is extremely difficult because you have to put on a suit that weighs how much? My suit, my suit weighs 32 pounds and it's the lightest material that I can get. Um, as far as the the level of suit. So uh-huh. I wear a competition suit and it's 32 pounds. And then what's like the heaviest, like the heaviest suits. I, th- I, Cause I want the like the thickest suits. Like whenever I put on, whenever I do my <laughs> work, I'm like, give me the the thickest suit out there. I don't do this, uh, the thin, uh, competition suits. Nope. So what's like the heaviest for the, for the decoy suits. I believe the training weight suit, which would be the, like the heaviest material, meaning the most padding. Uh, I believe that's like 51 pounds. Mm mm-hmm. Where did your passion for dogs start? Were you a handler in, in, in the Marine Corps? I was not a handler in the Marine Corps. My, my dad, growing up in the South, was probably one of the top pit bull breeders in the country back then, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we gave up our bathroom to welt puppies in a, in a tub. Um, we had people travel all over the country to come in and, and hand select puppies that uh, that he was raising and um, just, I've been around him my whole life, you know, working 
um, pet dogs back then that we hunted with, um, and just learning different breeds. Like I'm from Louisiana. So our, our state dog is the Catahoula leopard dog. And most people don't even know what that is. I don't, I've never even heard. It sounds cool though. Uh, they, they're really cool. Uh, I mean, think of a leopard, but as a dog, they ha- they're spotted like leopards. They have different uh, color patterns, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're very um, very protective. They they really lock into uh, a, a family, and that's their family. That's their pack. And you know, back home, people their dogs would be loose on their property, and you wouldn't go on their property mm-hmm. because you knew they had a dog like what we teach in these courses that we teach now with personal protection dogs, a lot of that was just more natural back then with just the breeds of the dogs. Um, so I've been around them my whole life in the Marine Corps. I was an MP, but I never was a handler. Uh, I spent a lot of time up at our kennels at Quantico, uh, hanging out with those guys. Um, but you know, my true passion for the working dog stuff started about six years ago one of my best friends, uh, Joey Zitzelberger, who is uh, number two in our company, he bought a personal protection dog from a guy out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, and the guy drove up and we're in Joey's front yard working demos on this dog and learning all the commands and going through all the, um, just all the commands that the dog knows. And at, the, at that time, I was 394 pounds and um, I was very intrigued on what was going on with the dog. Um, and how long ago was co- this? This was, um, like how five, old? about five, five and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. So not that long ago, not, not long ago. Um, and of course, Joey looked at me and go, Hey man, you really need to learn this because I own the dog and I'm going to need you to help me do the demos. And so the vendor was like, yeah, put, put on this suit. And I'm going to walk you through how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was literally so big that when I picked up his biggest suit that he had, when I tried to put it on, the buckles were like here and here, mm. you know? And when it comes to that, the safety of the dog and the decor are, are very important. And if the equipment doesn't fit you, it's hard to be safe. Right. So, um, I slipped my arm in and I took, I took a tricep bite and I instantly fell in love with it. And I knew right then and there that I wanted, I wanted to do it and I wanted to be really good at it. Mm. And I made the commitment right then. I actually left Joey's house, went and signed up for a gym and that's when it all started. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, and, and now, you know, so um, how, 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 so I, I guess I met you like what, nine months ago. Um, and you, I mean, since I've met you, I mean, it's been less than that. It hasn't been nine months. Um, you've already made like incredible changes into just your training and your overall physique and, and your lifestyle, because I see you every single day in, inside the gym and, and putting it, you know, putting in the time and the work. Um, what, what was it that that's clicked for you this time? And, and since, you know, you said you, you started a gym, you started at the gym five years ago. Have you been consistent for the five years up until now? Oh, yeah. The, the only time, uh, I mean, even when I traveled to work, um, working dogs, I went and got a planet fitness membership just so I can use it around the country. So when I go to work, working dogs, uh, typically myself and whoever wants to go with me the morning before we actually start training, we all hit the gym and then we go train. So, um, like Donna Dales, when I first met you, 
I was leading like a circuit course type deal in the morning before we started our day. Um, so that's a big part of it. But to answer your question, I was just tired of my own bullshit, like the excuses. And, um, what really changed since I met you was I used my travel as a crutch to not be really good with a diet. Mm. I, I, I adopted the diet, but it was 80, 20, you know, and, uh, as you know, the, the biggest impacts come from the diet. You can work as hard as you want, but if you're not, if your nutrition is not on point, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a slower process. And, um, for a year and a half, I tried to outwork my diet. And so, um, you know, Cassie and I social butterflies, we'd go out with friends, we'd have drinks on top of dinner. And, you know, we'd go out a couple of nights a week just to see our friends and, and, and have dinner. And, I was out working a diet. So I really just got tired of my, my nonsense of why I couldn't prep meals and all that. And so, um, <laughs> September is Cassie's birthday. I planned a trip for her to go to the beach and surprise her. And I talked to her about it. Once I told her I was going to take her to the beach, I said, listen, this is kind of going to be an experiment for, for me, at least while we're at the beach, I'm going to prep my meals. And by the way, I'm also going to stop drinking. Um, you know, I don't expect you to prep meals. I don't expect you to stop drinking, but this is something I kind of need to do for myself. And she was all about it. She supported a hundred percent. And so we're sitting on the beach for a week. I'm eating out of a plastic bowl. I'm cheersing her, my water bottle to her truly's drink. And, um, in five days, it'll be 300 days since I'm alcohol free mm. and very consistent on a diet. Um, so now when we travel, we prep and pack it with us if we're driving. So like in Florida, uh, we had all of our meals. Uh, I had all my meals prepped in a cooler in the van. Um, if we fly somewhere, I add an extra day just so we have time to get in prep food for the week, uh, that we're there training. And, um, I just, I just really took on today versus Sunday, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, can you kind can you kind of talk about what was different? Um, then versus now, I like, was your calorie consumption just completely haywire and off the wall? Were you just like, can you talk about a little bit about your habits before, before? Yeah. The new tank? I mean, uh, so I was in a, I was in a miserable relationship in a marriage. Um, we both were sticking around for the kids. Um, so I utilized or I used my work to just get away and be away. And, you know, my regiment was get off the couch in the morning and go straight to McDonald's and order two sausage, egg and cheese, bagel meals, and four extra hash browns and a large Coke. Wow. That was every day, right? Within two hours, I was probably stopping somewhere else for fast food and it just went on and went on and went on. So, um, I'm guessing it was upwards of probably eight to 10,000 calories a day of just nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm eating more meals, but the nutrition value there in the meals. So I'm up around uh, 3,100 calories right now. Um, but everything is just greater nutritional value. It's timed properly, like with my fat, my good fats in the morning, you know, um, no carbohydrates after, uh, my last 
uh, post workout shake uh, two hours after that. So just really adapted to the good nutrition and eating for the fuel versus just mm-hmm. eating to eat because I was either depressed yeah. uh, or bored. Um, it really is a mindset. It's a, it's a oh, mindset. Um, absolutely. Um, just the whole, like, and I try to, I tell, I say this all the time. Like you have to think of food as nutrition to fuel yourself. And like, would you put dirt or mud into a, a Ferrari or a Maserati? No, you wouldn't because it wouldn't get you very, very far. Right. You have to start thinking about your bodies like that. If, if you want your body to, to perform and to function and to operate at its optimal capacity, then you have to fuel yourself accordingly if you're wanting to get those results. Yep. Um, so you recently decided to take it up to even another level. So not only have you been on this weight loss journey for the last you know five years, um, you are now alcohol-free for how many days did you say? 300? 295 to be exact. Two, 295? 295 days. Yep. And, um, and, and you've recently, I don't know how, how long you have been training uh, for what's coming up in November, but you are taking yourself to the next level and you've signed up to do your first bodybuilding show. Except I did see you in a mankini uh, somewhere with Cass uh, over the weekend. So it looks like you're getting some warm up reps in. <laughs> but uh, what what pushed you to take that next level? Because that's a big deal. Do you know how many people that like will go half of their life saying, I wish that I would have done that. I wanted to do that. I wish I would, maybe next year, you know, oh, I just got to get to here and then I'll be ready to get up on stage. What pushed you to sign up for a bodybuilding show to that next level? Um, really just changing my mindset again from, you know, finding excuses of why I shouldn't do it or why I can't do it to let's do it today versus Sunday. And, you know, two years ago when I was out in Arizona, I got on a bull for the first time in the middle of, um, this cantina and a I li- did like that. a real, like a live bull, like a real bull or like the, oh, you go to the bar, he, the bar, he, the- he was at. He was as real as it gets. Oh my trust gosh. me. Oh my god! And it was it was the longest three and a half seconds of my life. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing. Um, but just you know, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I've talked myself out of it. And I'm just no longer allowing myself to talk myself out of things. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first started this fitness journey. Uh, I use social media for accountability, right? And so I started a thing called treadmill talk. And that's where every morning at seven o'clock, I was getting on a treadmill and I was doing a Facebook live interview with somebody in the canine world. And so not only was I bringing people together and getting information out there that we can use to make ourselves better as canine handlers, trainers, decoys, uh, but it was the accountability. And when I was consistent with that for about two weeks, after that point, if it was 701 and I wasn't live on Facebook on a treadmill, my inbox was blowing up. Like, <laughs> hey, where are you? What the hell? Get out of bed. Like, you know, I'm out of bed at California at 3 a.m. to watch your live or to walk with you. Um, and so it, it was the form of accountability using yeah. social media. And um, I've just really, I've really stuck to that. And now it's to the point where 
I'm using the plat the social media platform to try to inspire others mm-hmm. to make those um, commitments to themselves. And you know, there's I know you get this all the time, but um, because hell, I had somebody at the shop gym walk up to me and go, Oh my god, I saw Ashley post you, and she's like my biggest inspiration. And because of her doing this, you know, a show now, I'm gonna do a show. And it was just like it gave me goosebumps, and it was. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Tank. You're the reason why I signed up for this show. It, it, it like it hands down. I mean, it it's weird how things just happen. And you know, I had been kind of thinking about it, and meeting you and hearing your story, I and seeing you on those dreaded cardio days. I needed that. I needed that focus again. And you are the sole reason why I have made the changes in my life that I have made, and I am getting on stage. And yeah, so, so I think this is like. Yeah. And, and this is why like people need to understand, like, like talk about it, talk about your goals. Like you, you don't have to preach it in everybody's face, but they, they follow your example and they follow your lead. And just like Tank was doing, and I was seeing him out there, you know, I had my dogs and he was helping me with some problem solving stuff with Raven. And, um, you know, and, and I see him pull up his cooler and pull up this baggie of uh, prep food. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, yo, I'm like prepping for a show. I was like, no way. I was like, this is the first time that I've heard anybody say that in a long time. And it was just really, really inspiring. And, um, you know, how, how has uh, your fitness journey, how has that enriched your life as a, uh, as a handler, as a decoy, more importantly, a decoy? Uh, hold on. I'll show you something real quick. That was pretty cool. Okay. 2021 decoy of the year presented to tank Mosley in recognition of your continued service. Now that's pretty badass. So, uh, I was invited to speak at a, um, at the Virginia police canine association. Um, it was a leadership course. Um, and it was 47 different leaders there from all, multiple agencies around the, the state. And of course, when Brian Arrington asked me to come uh, speak to it on the decoy, the decoy side of it, uh, I was honored to go and speak to him. And, and during the presentation, Brian Arrington, who is the president of the Virginia Police Canine Association, and one of my mentors presented me this in front of all those leaders, you know? So, um, because of my fitness journey, it's allowed me to spend more time in a suit. It's, it's allowed me to spend more time training younger decoys that are coming up. Um, and just overall helping our teams that are, you know, selfish and doing the Lord's work out there on the streets. Um, but physically being able to jump into a dumpster or to fight a dog for, six minutes on a long extended passive bite um, or, you know, what I always preach is I have to be able to give the last dog exactly what I gave the first dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm winded and gassed and just beat up by the time I get to that round of dogs, then I'm not providing the same adequate training to all the guys that showed up for training. And um, the physical fitness part of it has been, a huge part of that. And all last year when I was trying to outwork a diet, I was busting my tail in the gym with a personal trainer who was actually making a, uh, a training plan specifically for decoying. I would send him videos 
And he would assess what I do with my dogs. And for the week, we would do training based off of that. So mm-hmm. tons of core work and um, stability work and just really focusing on that. So I kind of shifted gears in the beginning of this year from working on being a very athletic decoy and the physical side of that to now that I feel really comfortable with that. Now it's time to just, I guess, one up that. And that's when the show really kicked in. Cause I've always thought about it and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to freaking do it. I'm going to stop using excuses of not being able to meal prep and to drink. And, um, you know, I, I have, I have more fun now, not drinking. I don't tolerate drunks as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at a certain hour, the witching hour, I'm, I'm, I'm over it, but mm-hmm. you know, Sunday, uh, I took some friends out to a concert for their first experience and we did the whole tailgating thing and we enjoyed the entire concert and I'm drinking water out of a jug they're drinking and sipping beers and everybody had an amazing time. And, you know, that's been something that I've learned the past couple of years while listening to podcasts and watching videos is they get so involved in it that they lose relationships or they lose that social ability to be able to hang out because the focus is so much on this, Mm -hmm. but I'm really here to say that you can have your cake and eat it too, no pun intended, but I can still be social. I can still go to events. I can still have a good time, right? I can still go to dinner with my girlfriend and she's totally comfortable with me popping out a plastic bowl while she's sitting there having her steak and asparagus or whatever she decides to have that day. And um, I don't miss out on those fun things. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how you're, it's like what you used to do for fun isn't necessarily what is fun any, anymore. It's like, you know, so much, and we don't realize this, but so much of our culture is just surrounded by food and alcohol. And that's how it is. And once you kind of step over to the other side and what was like Tink was saying, you guys don't have to completely extract and remove yourself from that, but it's really eye opening. And and you realize that everything you do, every single get together, everything is, is revolved around, food and drinks instead of like actively going out and just doing something together. Um, that's not, uh, centered around like the food or the alcohol. So it really is not like an eye opening. Um, and then just realizing how, how bad we eat too. And that's something that, I mean, now that I, I think right now I'm currently eating around 5,000 calories a day, which before I started my training for my prep, I was probably eating, um, like maybe, uh, maybe 2000 calories, if that, like I wasn't, you know, and I wasn't hungry. I just ate. I did a lot of intermittent fasting. I had a couple meals and that was it. Um, I just worked all the time and I was busy and I felt like that I was fine. But now that my uh, protein and my carbs and everything is up really high, um, I mean, you just start realizing like, this is, I'm healthy now. This is what I should have been this entire time. Yeah. And, and and when you start to it, because I was trying to outwork a diet, I never saw like the true result in the, the science behind the, how the body works. Like when for Cassie's birthday last September, when I stopped drinking and I said, all right, we're going to go on a diet or I'm going to clean up my diet and be really spot on. I went 40 days on a very clean diet and do talking to my friends in the industry 
They're like, all right, now you need to start giving yourself a cheat meal so that your body can actually utilize it. And um, I'm like, man, that sounds weird, but all right. So on the 40th day, I went to five guys and they're like, listen, try to crush two burgers and a whole bag of fries. And so I did. And I woke up the next morning. I was three pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. I had the craziest pump in the gym from the sodium and from the fats. And I finally got to see like the bro science behind it. Right. And, um, but like what you're talking about with having the right protein and having the right carbohydrates, it's like before a leg day, I have my meals are increased for the carbs. And then right before leg day, I get a big muffin. So that way, when I go in, I'm fully carved up and I have a ton of energy to burn and I can go my hardest uh, and, and use that. So what you're talking about fueling your body, you feel the difference whenever you start cleaning that stuff up and you're where you need to be with it. You really do. Yeah. Once you once you guys get super dialed in um, and it is, I know that it can seem like a lot of work, but I'm telling you the prep at the beginning of the week is everything. If you get everything prepped out, if you decide to prep on Sundays and Wednesdays or all for the week or however, get prepared because that is probably the biggest component of, of really um, just seeing some results with your transformation, just like Tank has it. And me too, by increasing my calories a crazy amount. Um, so what, what's next for you tank? Like after this show, do are, do you have something else, um, kind of scheduled to do? Because I just want to say from, from my experience, the day of the show is the worst day. And if nobody has talked to you about the, the post depression that comes after the show, it is real. Um, and so do you have, do you have anything like kind of planned out or prepared for after the show? Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I have a, a, I have a coach now, Brandon Barrow. He's actually competing in two weeks for his IFBB pro card, which, uh, knock on wood, he should destroy the competition and win that. Um, and I have a posing coach now. Um, yeah, so I'm already eyeballing other shows before my first one. Um, that's great. Again, because of just really adapting to the lifestyle. One of, one of my buddies, uh, I got four, I've got a group text message for my three closest friends that work with me that run off leash canine training. And then I have three of my closest gym buddies in a group text. And, um, one is competing today. One is competing next weekend. And then Zach is competing at the Jay Cutler classic in a couple weeks. So they're all in prep. Mm. We're a big support system for each other, but we're always bouncing stuff off ideas so or, or ideas off each other. And um, with my age being 41, kind of the sky's the limit because I have the ability now to compete with the younger guys or strictly or strictly stick to my age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where I compare with the younger guys, but also the guys in my age group. And and to answer your question, I'm already eyeballing some some shows next year. Uh, after this rebound from the first show, that's what I'm probably the most excited about is the rebound yeah. phase of, um, post-competition. Um, well, you but- really, you really do keep getting better. And that's what something else is just incredible about our physiques. You go through a show and then, you know, you take a break for a little bit or what have you, but every show, it seems like you're just going to come back even better and better and better. Yeah. I'm, I'm truly excited now about the, the body recomposition that we've done with, and, and that was to kind of touch on your, your question earlier about the fad diets and the struggles. 
back then I knew how to cut 20 pounds in a couple of days, right? Like it's something I had to do to make weight in the Marine Corps. And the problem is because I cut it so fast, the way that I would cut it, I would gain back 30, mm-hmm. right? If I cut 20, I get back 25 or I get back 30. And it was just that struggle up and down to where now learning the nutrition side of it, learning, um, kind of the science behind it and how you can manipulate things to see what works for you. It's been the recomposition phase of losing fat, building muscle at the same time. Lucky for me being as big as I was where I'm at now, I don't have a ton of loose skin. Like a lot of folks would have from losing that much weight. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because the approach that I've taken, why it's been five and six years is because it's been lose some body fat and build muscle, Mm -hmm. lose some body fat and build muscle. Um, I think I sent you one of the pictures the other day of the recomp, but this is, this is um, like January to this past Monday. So I don't know if you'll be able to see this. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. And you look the, incredible. The crazy part about that is, is that's like 18 pounds difference total. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's something else. Um, you know, people focus on the scale like so much, but when you start losing the body fat and you put on muscle, um, you're like, I just like to, especially women, because we get really obsessed with it to just focus on getting strong. And, you know, just because like, maybe if the scale isn't changing that much, like you're still, if you're still going into the gym and you're putting in the work and you're lifting heavy and your diet is clean, you're going to see those results. It's just whenever you start lifting your, your muscle weighs more than fat. And so, um, don't just rely on the scale to, to, to be able to dictate like how much changes you've made, um, to just look at your clothes and how they fit. And, you know, I, I like doing measurements as well, measuring circumferences and, you know, you can do your stomach, your thigh your your chest and what have you, but that's amazing, man. It's so inspiring to have you on here today. I know that you have probably inspired more people than you even realize, Tank. Um, so I have a final question to ask you. Yep. What is the, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Wow. Um, you know, doing the right thing, leading by example. Uh, I've been in a ton of leadership roles, whether it be through the Marine Corps here uh, off leash canine training, um, my daughter, um, my family. And for the longest time, I was setting really bad examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't I wasn't somebody I would want to look up to, um, whether it be in the relationship or just, you know, not being able to be at my best because of where I was. Um, obviously being that heavy causes a lot of, uh, not mental issues, but depression and, and, and things like that, just dark spots, dark spaces. And, you know, like jumping in that mankini contest on Saturday, uh, was a big highlight because it was something, you know, I used to be that guy that at the pool had a shirt on or, you know, at the beach having my daughter ask, Hey dad, why do you got your shirt on? Like we're at the beach. And I'd make up an excuse why, because I was embarrassed. And the legacy I would like to leave is just uh, doing the right thing, being good leaders. And um, a quote that really 
means a lot to me is um, inspiring others to inspire others to inspire. Right. So no matter what, just remember, there's always going to be eyes on you and you never know who's looking up to you. I love that. Well, you are definitely doing that and you're, you're living, you're living that right now. I just want to say that I feel extremely grateful uh, and blessed that our paths have crossed. Um, you guys were so kind whenever I first met you and uh, i never forget you guys gave me a Subway sandwich because I was really, really hungry. <laughs> and Cassie <laughs> shared the sandwich with me that day whenever we were down there in Florida. So um, I am rooting for you. I cannot wait to see you in November on stage. And I'm going to try to link up with you before then because you're you're not too, too far from me. And I want to get like a good training session in together or something before we get on stage. I think that would be incredible. So um, where can people find you at? What's your social media handle? Um, where can they find your dog training services at? Go ahead and throw all that out there. Yeah, my, my uh, personal Instagram is just tank.mosley. Uh, and that's where I post... Um, you know, daily updates, uh, decoy fitness is also a page that I made. And I was sharing a lot of those very specific exercises built around decoying. Um, and then off leash canine training, uh, is, is our company. Uh, we're again, pet dog trainers that, uh, we offer private lessons and, and some board and train programs. And we deal with everything from, um, you know, I've trained diabetic alert dogs, uh, for people and, uh, therapy dogs and we deal with aggression and that's just all fish canine training.com. We have over 150 locations around the world. So if you're watching somewhere and you're interested in training, you can go to the website, put in your zip code. It'll pop up your closest location. More than likely I probably trained those trainers. Cause at one point I was the head trainer for our Academy that brings everybody in and we, and we train them up and, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I would like to say that I'm also, uh, very happy that our paths cross. Um, cause I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but to be honest, um, and be transparent when I first come across your Instagram page, when you were working, um, with Tyler, um, man, I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but I'm like, I'm like, Oh, here we go. Another chick in the canine world <laughs> with dogs and you know, no, I know no, what this it, is about. It, no, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. But let me tell you something. Mm. The freaking second I met you, I knew right then and there that I was completely wrong by judging you and profiling you because seeing your interactions with your dogs literally gave me goosebumps. And seeing how open-minded you were to when I was given instructions and the questions you were asking, I knew how engaged you were based off of what you were asking back. You weren't just there, you know, to, for shits and giggles. You were there to learn to be mm -hmm. a better handler and mm -hmm. to make your dog better. Mm -hmm. And that's what really, 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 um, solidified how bad, badass you are and that I know you are. Um, so I need to put it out there. I need to apologize to you publicly for <laughs> no. thinking that way. No, you don't. Um, I mean, that's, I, I think that you're not the only one who probably thinks that. And I think that's fine. Like, you know, it's, it's social media is like an interesting world, but, um, knowing that I was better than in person than what you thought that makes me happy. So, uh, it's but, all good. You know, I, I get to travel the country and I meet everybody and I meet so many of those people and mm. I meet guys the same way that guys that have a dog 
just for, you know, social media presence and stuff like that. But, um, you, you really, you really changed my mind when I watched your interaction with your dogs and, um, still <laughs> to this day, when I, when I check out your Instagram every day for motivation and inspiration, I see the time spent with your dogs, how you incorporate them into daily life. Um, I preach that to my pet clients. You know, one of my favorite dog quotes that I came up with was you build your calendar around a bad dog. You incorporate a good dog into your calendar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so from the pet side of it, if Karen doesn't want to go to the ball field all day on Saturday and leave the dog in the crate and feel bad and cut their day short because the dog's back at home in the crate. Well, if we put some training into the dog and the dog is amazing, right? Obedient, confident. Um, now the dog's with us at the ball field. So instead of having to run home to let him out of the crate, cause we feel anthropomorphic. Mm -hmm. Um, now we stop for pizza and ice cream and the dog's still with us and it's just a better relationship. Yeah, so. dude, I I bring my dogs with me. In fact, I have bones is like right by my feet. <laughs> I, I figured <laughs> yeah, I figured he was somewhere. Yeah, Ravens with the kids and uh, bones is right below me. I usually have them both with me though, all the time. Uh, I even at work at American Brew my restaurant. I have a kennel here and there's a dog bed under here, and so yeah, they kind of they're always with me. So it's pretty fun. And it is true guys. Like, I mean, it's incredible, these dogs. And it's something that I'm so, I am so personally passionate about. And, uh, I am in like a weird spot because I'm not a handler, but like, I'm, I'm obsessed with becoming a handler because I want to be like a better handler for my dogs. I know that sounds like silly, but, um, but I, but I love it. I find so much joy in just, uh, you know, working the dogs and, and learning. I love, just like love learning, uh, just so I can be better for them. But, um, well, thanks again, Tank. I won't, I'm not going to keep you anymore. Um, a really, really inspiring individual. You guys make sure you go follow Tank and, and follow his journey. We're going to be up on stage. I know a lot of people are going to come out and watch me. I'm sure you're bringing a massive crowd to the show. I can only imagine it's probably going to sell out. Um, so if you guys are coming up, you can, you can watch tank on, on the stage. I'll be at the show on stage. So it's going to be a really, really great night. And that is November 12th. Um, and what is, where's the venue at or where is it located at? Do you know? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's in Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah. Woodbridge, Virginia. I'm not, do you know the actual, uh, place that it's at? Is it a high it's school? Yeah, it's Garfield High School. Gar Garfield High School, Woodbridge, Virginia. So you guys look that up. Um, you can find them online if you guys want to come out and support. So we would appreciate that. Bring down the house for all the competitors and, and cheer everybody on that night. All right, man, you have a great day. Thanks again for joining me on the Reborn Podcast, and I will catch you soon. All right, thanks. See you. Bye, Tank. Thank you guys for joining us on today's Reborn podcast. Um, it means so much to me that you support by sharing, um, leaving me a review, and um, and just interacting with, with the Reborn podcast. I will catch you guys next week. Thanks again to listening uh, to Reborn with Ironclad, and I am out. Bye.